Hello everyone, I am Ben, and this is the German News Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about some NBA G League action, some UCI bike racing, and some arena soccer that has recently got going. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off this episode by talking about some NBA G League action. Um, And also, I want to say Happy New Year, since it is January 1st, 2023. And all the games I'm going to talk about in the G League action are from the today, or the day of recording, which is January 1st, and all of these games have a pretty high-scoring game, have at least one team getting over 100 points, with the lowest-scoring game being between the Austin Spurs and the Stockton Kings. This game happened at the HEB Center at Cedar Park in Cedar Park, Texas. And the Stockton Kings won 108-94, to which is a very respectable like score. It's like, not too high, but it also like, shows that there was probably some good contention. And... Like I feel like the uh, not like both of these teams could have a good chance if they played against each other in the future, and um, like if in the finals for them, like it would be a cool match. There was only one quarter that really changed things, with Stockton scoring thirty three points, and Austin scoring 18 in the third quarter. If it wasn't for that, like, one quarter, if they had just scored, like, like, maybe 24 points, which is in between there, like, the in-between for the other three quarters, like, if they had just gone that, then that game would have been a lot closer. Um, and the attendance for this match was 2,773. The next game I'm going to talk about is between the Ontario Clippers and the Sioux Falls Skyforce. This game happened in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Sanford Pentagon. And the Sioux Falls Skyforce beat the Ontario Clippers 123 to 110. And that would be a very interesting game to go see because there was no quarter where one team scored under 20 points. So I feel like that this would probably be the one of the most interesting games out of the weekend and the uh, most like most common or not most common 
for the Ontario Clippers, the per, like field goal percentage was 50% from or their three-point attempt was 40 and their free throw attempts or they made 70% of their free throws. And that's like pretty respect respectable. Uh, I feel like it probably could be better, but it's also sort of in the beginning middle of the season. So there should be some actually, yeah, it's like the middle end actually of their season. So they still have a little bit more time to go, but I feel like it's probably going to be one of those seasons for the Clippers that like they could do really well, but they might not be the best team in the league. Because the next two or the next two teams had a lot or had a closer game than the Clippers Skyforce game. And there's only a two pointer separating them. And this game happened in the Birmingham, Alabama, between the Birmingham Squadron and the G League Ignite. This game was on NBA TV, so I like the NBA must have known that this was going to be a close match. The teams just had a very like close obvious like close score, obviously, since the only or since there was one quarter where Birmingham scored thirty nine points and the Ignite scored thirty three, which was the third quarter. And I think that or I'm pretty sure that is the one collective quarter with the most points scored. And there were 2,423 fans watching in person at this game. And I feel like most of those people were happy to go that game, even if they were on the losing side, just because how close of a game it was. For the Ignite, they scored 60% from the field and 50 per, they scored 50% of their three-point attempts and they made 80% of their free throws. For the Birmingham Squadron, there were uh, they made 50% of both three pointers and field goal or and from their shots from the field and they made 90% of their f- free throws that was probably the one time of the one thing that made the uh, Birmingham squadron just come out on top was making those 18 free throws because without those, they would have lost by those 18 points. And there were three lead changes and two times when the game was tied. So 
that also shows that if you're like you want to leave in the third quarter, stuff could change. Because maybe two of those lead changes happened in the last two minutes of the game. So seems very interesting. The last game I'm going to talk about is between the Texas Legends and the Iowa Wolves. This game happened in Des Moines, Iowa at the Wells, at Wells Fargo Arena. The final score was 138 to 126 Texas and it's this had the most fans at the game with 3001 and the fourth quarter of this game this game came out 1 point short of the Birmingham game and with 39 and 32 points scored and the there are for the Texas legends there were or they made 50% from the field 40% from the three pointers and 90% of their free throws and for Iowa they made 40% from the field 30% from three point range and 90% of their yeah 90% of their free throws overall this also had more lead changes than the Birmingham game with seven lead changes and six tied times so like I feel like this would would probably be the most interesting game to go to even if there was such a big gap in the scoring just because how much time, like how many times there were lead changes and I'm now going to finish up by talking about some standings for current times and as of now in the western conference the top five teams are the ontario clippers in first with 15 wins and four losses the south bay lakers in second with a 13 and 5 record and third is the rio grand rio grande valley vipers they are 13 and 5 in fourth is the Mexico City Capitans with a 12 and 6 record. And in fifth is the Iowa Wolves with an 11 and 7 record. They are tied w- with the same record with the Memphis Hustle, but they have a like they have 3.9 point like percent or 3.9 points differentiating them from each other in the eastern conference 
the top five teams are the in first is the Fort Wayne Mad Ants with a 12 and 6 record. In second is the College Park Skyhawks. In third is the Cleveland Charge with a 12 and 6 record. Though in fourth is the Windy City Bulls with a 12 and 7 record. And in fifth is the main Celtics with an 11 and 7 record. They have one and a half points differentiating them from the Sioux Falls Sky Force, which also have an 11 and 7 record. In the that is just in conference tournament and in the showcase cup standings in the Western Conference, the top three teams are the in the Western uh, tier. They the top three teams are the Ontario Clippers in first. In second is the South Bay Lakers, and in third is the Stockton Kings. In the South tier, in first is the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. In second, the Mexico City Capitans. And in third is the Memphis Hustle. In the Central Division, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are in first. In second is the Cleveland Charge. And in third is the Windy City Bulls. And in the Eastern tier, the College Park Skyhawks are in first, the Maine Celtics are in second, and the Long Island Nets are in third. And in the league, the top five teams are the Ontario Clippers in first, the South Bay Lakers in second, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers in third, and the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in fourth, and in fifth is the Mexico City Capitans. That's all I have for this portion of the podcast. I will be back after the break. And we are back from the break. I'm now going to be talking about some UCI bike racing. In specific, I'm going to be talking about the Grand Prix Garage Collie uh, from Pentage Luxembourg. This happened on also today, January 1st, 2023. And in the men's classification the top three racers are Joshua Duba or uh, Gerben Cooper and Lucas Duba uh, I'm sorry for mispronouncing your names if you're listening uh, Joshua and Lucas are both from France, 
and I'm guessing they're siblings since they have the same last name and they're the same age actually so they could be twins uh, Joshua Duba came in with a time of one hour five minutes and 45 seconds and Jurban Ger uh, Cooper came in second with a time of one hour five minutes and 46 seconds so if I were standing in the finals like the final straight as a fan I, this would probably be the most interesting time of the race just because there was a set like probably less than a second separating them the th and the thing is Jervin Ger uh, is 23 while Josh or Joshua is 27 so like it's kind of showing that if you're training for a while no matter really how old you are, you could still win events. And out of the top five, the the youngest was a Italian who came in at a time of one hour, seven minutes, and 47 seconds. His name is Lorenzo Maschiarelli. Uh, he is 20. So he is three years younger than the next two people. Um, and in fourth place was a Czech racer who came in at a time of one hour, seven minutes, and 30 seconds. He, his name is Jacob Riemann. Not sure if I said that correctly. Uh, and there were... Around forty-ish uh, racers, uh, so are in the men's elite race, and I'm now going to move on to the women's elite. The top three racers in this are Manon Baker. Zadi Van Sane and Francesca Baroni. Manon is a 24-year-old from the Netherlands. Zadi is an 18-year-old from Belgium. And Francesca is an Italian 24-year-old. I'm sorry for mispronouncing any of your name, any of their names. And the Marmanin came in at a time of 49 minutes and 44 seconds. Zadi came in at a time of 50 minutes, 38 seconds. And Francesca came in at a time of 51 minutes and 28 seconds. In this race, there were twenty, or a little over twenty racers, at the start. Uh, six of them did not finish or did not start. And the, in uh, the top seventeen, 
or the out of the 17 that finished, the oldest racer was from France, and she was 50. It's pretty impressive that she is racing at 50, since if I was a professional bike racer, I probably wouldn't want to continue racing at 50, because I feel like I would be able to get fatigued really quickly. So, like, good for her. Um, yeah, I'm now going to move on to my final topic, and that is Major Arena Soccer, from the Major Arena Soccer League, and the highest, I'm going to focus on three games, uh, one from Wednesday, December 28th, 2022, one from the twenty or Thursday, December twenty ninth, and one from Saturday, December thirty first, December twenty twenty two. The first game I'm going to talk about is between the Florida Tropics and the and Utica. The final score of this game was ten to nine, Florida. This would be a fun game to go see just because it's such a high-scoring game. And from the one game I've gone to so far this season, when nothing, when no goals are being scored, it's not really an interesting game. So... It would have been interesting to be a fan at this game because there were 19 goals scored between the two teams. And, yeah, Florida won 10-9. to There was one foul committed by Cesar Correa at time 11.52. So, yeah, and... The thing is that goal or that foul could have helped the uh, Tropics win since it was a two-minute penalty. The Florida Tropics scored a little under two minutes later. So if he didn't give that foul or didn't commit the foul, they could have kept the game going past the full four quarters. The three stars of the game were Nilton Andrade from Utica City. And second was Vinicius Dantes from the Tropics. And in third, or the third star was Bo Jelovac from Utica City. I'm now going to move on to a game from Thursday, December 29th. And this game was between the Monterey Flash and the Kansas City uh, Comets. The final score was in overtime. 
or the game went into overtime with Monterey winning six to five. The Monterey Flash scored one goal in each or each quarter, including overtime. Um, with their most goals score getting scored in the second quarter with two goals. In this game, there were five penalties committed. One player got a yellow card and a five-minute penalty, and the other four just got blue cards and two-minute penalties. The well, actually two of those fouls committed by were committed by Leo Gibson at the same time. The player or the player Leo Gibson committed probably like probably an excessive amount to get the yellow card, but because he also or also committed the original penalty. Someone or Lucas Sosa committed or served it the two minutes for the original kicking penalty. The top three stars of the game were Louis Louis Angel Mendoza from the Flash. The second star was Jorge Luis Cortez from the Flash, and the third star was Leo Gibson from the Kansas City Comets. I'm now going to move on to the final game of this episode, with the game happening between the Mesquite Outlaws and the Dallas sidekicks Mesquite won eight to seven in regular time with a lot of penalties being committed. So the head coach of the Mesquite outlaws got a yellow card for dissent. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's the like it's interesting because it's the first time I've seen that message come up. And earlier in the same period, the or quarter, the Mesquite Outlaws assistant coach also got a yellow card for dissent. So interesting game to be a fan because you can see new player or like new things happening or that you may have never seen before and according to the MASL website there was only one fan in attendance so that one fan must have had a interesting time hopefully he was a mesquite fan because he got to see that his or her or their team win that's all I'm going to be talking about on this episode of the Jammin' News Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I am Ben, and this was the Jammin' News Podcast.
Happy New Year. I hope you enjoy 2023. See ya.